Beat Overwhelm, Four Steps to Overcome Martyr Mentality, interview with Dr. Tony Haley. Are you a leader who feels overwhelmed due to your martyr mentality? Is there a way to break free from that suffocation and find a way back to the place of calm and clarity? Yes, there is. And if you want to learn them, you're in the right place. Our guest today will guide us in recognizing and altering detrimental habits and mental frameworks by breaking the cycle of overwork, overwhelm and exhaustion. You could reclaim precious hours every day for your personal health and well-being. Additionally, we will delve into strategies that enable us to attain a healthy work-life balance, fostering quality time with your loved ones and ultimately boosting your self-confidence. So welcome to Happy and Healthy Mind program number 132. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm your host, Dr. Rosina Lakani. I help leaders eliminate burnout. You see, I have been helping people come out of severe depression and anxiety for last 26 years as an MD psychiatrist. I realized that the root cause of many of the mental and physical illnesses is chronic stress. Therefore, in these programs, we learn how to combat chronic stress, discuss tips for mental fitness so you could eliminate the stress-induced burnout, develop mental resilience, and prevent illnesses, and live your best life with hope, health, and happiness. This program is for educational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional. And today our guest is Dr. Tony Hurley, aka Dr. Tony. She's a best-selling author, facilitator, and founder of Soar to Excellence coaching program. Her proven strategies have helped hundreds of six and seven-figure clients overcome barriers such as martyr mindset, imposter syndrome, and burnout for greater prosperity and fulfillment. Thank you, Dr. Tony, for joining us today. Thank you. It's so great to talk to someone who understands without me having to say anything. <laughs> Wonderful. And we would love to learn the strategies that you, you have been helping other people. But before we go into that, I'd love, love to know how did this topic become important in your life? You know, I never realized in all those years of study, you know, physicianhood, you put your head down, do your work, you look up and finally you're free. You can go out into the world and live your best life, supposedly. And I wasn't, <laughs> I was not, I was, I had a wonderful job. I had a wonderful husband. I had a wonderful family. I had wonderful patients and a wonderful practice, but it didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I started to have to reevaluate what could be wrong here. You know, by any measure, I was successful. I had the world at my fingertips and I'm sitting on the beach with my laptop on my honeymoon. Oh my God. <laughs> I said, oh, no, we can't do this. Like, this isn't the life, you know. My husband, we, my husband and I call our, our getaways honeymoons, even if it's not the first one, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I'm supposed to be with my honey. Why am I here answering messages, checking obsessively, looking back when I should be looking forward and enjoying my life? Mm -hmm. My health had suffered at one point. I'm unable to fit any clothes in my closet. I was eating emotionally. 
all the things we tell patients not to do. <laughs> so, right, right, yeah. And I said, man, I can't be this hypocrite who tells people what to do and I don't do it. Right, right. And it just, it was a wake up call uh -huh. to find yourself falling into bad patterns. And I started to question, you know, what's causing me to think that this behavior, these habits are a way to live and how can I change the way I see things and get more intentional? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how, uh, and, and we'll kind of learn some of the tools that helped you. How did life change? What is the difference now that you have applied some of these tools? Well, can I start by saying I feel like I actually make a difference now? Mm -hmm. By changing my health, people started to pay attention and ask me questions. Well, how are you getting... How are you getting that sorted out? I went from a size 18 to a size six. People were like, wait a minute, you got to talk to me, honey. What are you doing? Yeah. So I feel like I have people's attention. I make a bigger impact. And when this one statistic, one fatal statistic made me realize that it was okay for me to not worry about one at a time, 300 to 400 physicians, my colleagues, your colleagues, die by suicide every year. I didn't know that. I was so busy with my head down doing my work. I never realized how many medical students, people in training, how many of them were dying by suicide. Once I knew that number, oh, it made me very empowered to change many, many things and help others. Mm -hmm. But like at personal level, how do you feel different since you have applied all these tools? If our okay. audience listen to you and yeah. apply some of the tools, how, what difference would come in their lives? First of all, you'd have some more energy. <laughs> and we all can use it, yeah. We all can use it. Listen here, you, you're you so busy focused like me. You are focused on all of the things you, you're, you're busy, busy, busy. No, you'd be focused. You'd have much more energy. You'd have much more time to do things that have been sitting on the shelf. All those hobbies that you've been, oh, I put it down, I'll get to it, and you never do. You'd be able to dust off all those things that you enjoy and actually go get to them and not feel guilty. Not feel yeah, like I could, I could see that. Like, you know, I feel guilty. And, you know, I have some stories about it. But yeah, tell me how, yeah, how you. I also, I also feel like I work less hours because I'm much more clear. I have so much clarity that when I sit down to do my work, in out. You know, I'm able to get sorted because I have a system. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I would love to learn some of those tools that have helped you. So let's kind of jump in tell us. And, and before we jump, like, you no, know, you were talking about you, uh, you focus on this martyr mentality and you help people overcome that. So before we delve into how to overcome it, tell us what do you mean when you say martyr mentality? Many of us, Ladies, uh, people in charge, people in these top level positions who are successful, we are the fixers. We are the doers. We are the worker bee. We're the one everyone wants to call on. Hey, can you do it? And you're happy to do it. You're the chair of every committee. <laughs> Modern mindset will have you sacrificing all the things you told me you value, your health, your family, your time, your sleep, your sleep, your nutrition. You're always on the go. 
martyr mindset will have you working and giving up everything for the cause, for the greater good, yeah. as if you are collateral damage. Yeah. But like, I think one of the things, like all doctors, like all caregivers, I think suffer from that. And I suffer from that. So let's kind of use me as your uh, client example today. <laughs> Yeah, and, and walk me through what can I do to overcome that? Because I actually I have you know done some steps to to overcome a lot of it, but I could I could see how my health and my time and my life has been affected by this passion to take care of everybody. Because I'm a compassionate person, because I'm a servant leader, because. I feel the purpose of my life is to help other people. I give importance to other people's needs over me. Yes. So how do you how do you balance between that value system that makes you actually feel good about taking care of others and not getting into this martyr mentality? Like, you know, how do you balance it out? Help me learn. The real question is how can you make a bigger impact by using yourself as the example? Mm. They see you before they hear you. They can tell if you're stressed. They can tell if you're frazzled. They can tell if you've gained weight. They can say, the patients can tell. The yeah. family can tell. And they might say something too. <laughs> but really, it's more of a shift in how you think. And so I wanted to have four easy steps for people so that step one is S, it's a strategy. We have to have a strategic plan that's based on what you say you wanna do for your legacy. If it's not legacy level, it tends to be very much busy work. It tends to be very superficial. Yes, you've checked your boxes. You know we're to-do list people. We check the box. But if you could do less with more time, really, wouldn't you want to? So you need a better strategy so that you can actually walk in the room and affect change by them seeing what they want to be because you're walking all the values and they can see them. So that would be the step one, develop a strategy. Okay, so I need to develop a strategy. I feel like I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed because I'm doing everything for everybody. And sometimes I feel like I'm sacrificing myself. But many times I don't, I didn't even realize, like you know, before I got into my car accident, I was not realizing yeah. that I was sacrificing myself. I was just doing that was part of yeah. my life without thinking. Uh, well, I, yeah. I just thought that that was purpose of my life. That is how the life is supposed to be. You know, you, since a childhood, I wanted to be a doctor. So like I'm working, working, working towards that goal. And I am doing a lot of service on the way because that's the person I am. And so I never thought that I was getting, you know, sacrificing myself. But like later on, once I realized it, I, I realized that that's where I was. So how do you even recognize that you need to create this strategy? You know, most of us, have you heard of, an, you know, many people who are listening may not have realized that a lot of us have internalized capitalism. We don't realize that we're on this hamster wheel and that we're going to pay the price eventually, right? So your self-worth sometimes is tied too much to productivity and doing and getting 
feedback from other people and hearing the good job and the gold stars we got as children, right? We still want them. And now we go out and give away pieces of ourselves to do it. So if you feel like you can't rest or you can't sit down or you can't take a Saturday to sit down, chances are we need to change where you spend your time. If you look at your time as a wheel with spokes of the wheel, all the things on it need to be balanced. People say they want balance. Write it down. Literally, spokes of a wheel, a sticky note. You say, okay, I'm going to draw a circle. I'm going to draw the spokes of the wheel, the things that matter to me. And I'm not going to let my flat tire, the thing you neglect, you, I'm not going to let that happen anymore. So you have to be a little bit more intentional and maybe making it a visual. You need to say, okay, here's what I said was important to me. My health, my job, my family, etc. But if you're not physically saying, let me make sure each one gets touch in an impactful way, chances are there's a flat tire and you're going to you're going to be broken down on the side of the road even though you don't know it until it's too late. So some people need to see it in black and white. They need to write it down. They need to give attention to if the uh, if the air is a little less in the tire. That's <laughs> it. It. The warning light. The warning light long before it comes on is your job to identify what you said was important. Start to realize that there's only so many spokes in a wheel. <laughs> That's you burning out over there, uh, going flat over there. But you just have to be more mindful. And since we haven't done a good job of just keeping it in our heads, we've got to sometimes get out a real piece of paper and keep score a little bit. Wonderful. All right. So let's see. I recognize that I was going through that and I did not make the, the wheel, but this is a great, great tool. I'm going to start using it going forward. So I realized, and then I made the strategy that I need to change the way, way I am providing the care mm -hmm. especially you know in, in in my case one of one of the fortunate thing in my life is that because i see people at different levels of burnout seeing that you know and i'm helping them then i had to tell myself rosina you need to hear yourself <laughs> and so sometimes i i get to hear myself and apply those tools and and uh, so i kind of made a strategy of the changes that i wanted to make in my life to bring that balance back. And so, okay, so first step I've done, I've made the strategy. What is the second step? Well, I find that we're so used to saying what happened to us. We're very reactive. Well, this is why, this is what happened. This is what they did. The second step is ownership. It's the O in the four steps. So S and O. If you're not taking ownership of the part you're playing in saying, man, I would love the gold star. I would love to be the, you know, we model ourselves after our moms and our aunties and our grandma. Yes. So often these are people we admire. We might need to take another look. Maybe those women really aren't they gave us a great foundation, but maybe now we need to have another mind mentor in our head of someone who's actually living the life we want, or we need to become that person. We need to take ownership of what that should look like, how that should feel, and the behaviors that would then follow as a result. So unfortunately, most women are just going through the day-to-day -day of busy work 
but what they really need is to decide, you know, if they had to read my eulogy today, what have I really built? And and what behaviors would, would they see in me that are part of my legacy? I, I'm always legacy level thinking here. Wonderful, wonderful. So first step, so you are describing these four steps based on SOAR, S-O-A-R. Mm-hmm. So first one was the strategy. Mm-hmm. The second one was ownership. Uh, all right, so I am taking the ownership of what I want to do. And actually, I went through this step because I really realized my mom had very much self-sacrifice approach, still has the very much self-sacrifice approach, and I had automatically adopted it. It's who you love. Who you love. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, say it again. Okay. I said, it's who you love. It's who you look up to. It's your first teacher. Right, right. Yeah, so I was, I was doing that without realizing it. So as I went through my realization, I realized that that is an approach that sort of worked in her life because her she was a housewife, okay? And then I take the similar approach, being a doctor, being a business owner, and of course still a mother and family person and very much active in community. I'm just getting pulled in so many different directions. And, and then, yeah, you kind of say, you kind of feel like it's, it's not in your control. It is coming from outside. But I realized that I was getting stuck in the web of my own creation. I was creating it. So mm-hmm. once I took the ownership, then I also felt empowered in terms of where to tweak. So, okay, so now I have taken the ownership. What's the third step? advocacy we are the type of people that when we see someone hurting we want to help we see someone need something we jump in we're recognized as someone who's powerful strong and supportive but if we would only apply that to the strategies of our own making we could help way more people we could Mm -hmm. affect way more change and we could delegate a whole lot easier and stop thinking we have to do everything ourselves so Honestly, this feeling of, oh, I have to work, I have to do it, I have to, it doesn't have to be. And so we need to advocate a lot more as if, it's a self-compassion exercise, if you will. The best thing you could do is what you would tell a friend. What would you tell your friend who's going through these struggles? What would you tell your friend? You would tell her, we can get a team, we can help you. You don't have to do everything yourself. You don't have to do all the, you know, work, see the patients, and make every meal, take care of every diaper. I mean, come on. There are others who can help you. And it's the best thing you can do to preserve yourself for us to have our community leader back. Right. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. But yes, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yes, but, you know, we are so good advocate for other people, but it yes. is really hard to advocate for yourself, especially. Mm-hmm. If you are feeling a little vulnerable, if you're feeling a little emotional, you know, when you are, uh, when you are in the higher level, like, you know, what I, uh, what I, what I work on in my, I have a program called reverse burnout with precision wellness. Okay. So, so one of the, one of the tool that uh, we do is we test people's adrenal index and look at their stress hormone level. And so many times when people are at the advanced stages of what we call adrenal burnout or adrenal fatigue, they're very vulnerable. They feel weak. They feel emotional. 
the and so trying to advocate your for yourself when you are feeling vulnerable vulnerable is very hard yes and so how do you advocate for yourself like i i almost feel um as if i'm doing something wrong when i am trying to educate people about my program because i feel like i'm i'm self promoting or i'm you know <laughs> yeah i i i actually yes. feel uncomfortable yes because i feel it is self promoting even yes. when i know this program is so powerful and it can help so many people like me who are in this yellow zone if i don't help if they don't do something to help themselves at this time whether with me or somebody else they would get into the red zone they would get sick mm -hmm. and so i you know this is such a powerful program and i believe in it because i have to apply it in my life mm -hmm. but yet still when i'm telling other people it feels it feels uncomfortable so advocacy advocating for yourself setting boundaries or asking for help or you know whatever mm -hmm. you need to feels feels hard for many people so can do you have a tip sure for people like me in that situation absolutely we're advocating for the mission level mission the the truth here is we went through all these things to help other people and then how many of us lose our lives in the in the process okay how how can you help anyone then so the mission level advocacy is very different than self-advocacy you're not self-serving when you share your mission. You're not self-serving when you give people the tools. The more people who have the tools, the better society we can build, the better community we can build, the better schools we can build for our children. So the advocacy has to then rise above the person to the mission. What's aha. your mission in life? <laughs> that is an aha. This is this is great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so I, I use the, I, the phrase that helped me was, Take care of yourself so you can take care of others on a longer term basis. Absolutely. They want to see the best powerful version of you, not the wrung out dish rag version of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wrote a book on affirmations because a lot of us, what we're saying to ourselves are all these automatic negative thoughts, negative. Oh, you're not worthy. You're not worth it. If my aunt can do it, my mom can do it. I can do it. These are the things that we're, we're almost bullying ourselves a little bit when really we should say, well, hold on, what's my purpose on this earth? And if I left here, what would make, what impact have I left behind? What can I do to move that forward? If I get a little rest, if I get a little bit of time, if I get a little bit of vacation without the computer. And so this is, this is, this is advocacy for the mission and the people you will help as a result. Lots of them. Wonderful, wonderful. So we talked about strategy S, we talked about ownership O, we talked about advocacy A. So what is R, the fourth step? R can be many things, but I would tell you that it's rest. It's really restoration. It's the restorative piece. I feel like people have no idea. I, I was um, always focused on trying to help people by giving them information. So as a doctor, we try to teach. When I was a, a personal trainer, believe it or not, I was trying to get healthy so much I was into it, I became a personal trainer. Here's the truth. You know how many people wanna go and never sit? How can you be restored? How can your muscles grow? How can you ever be ready if you're always taxed to the, to the 12th power? So 
The R is for restoring yourself, restoring even your faith that you can do certain things. Maybe you've lost it because you are weary. Maybe you've lost that. But if we can restore our plan, our faith, our vision for what can be, and we surround ourselves with restorative thinkers and people who talk like this, people who look for other ways and don't just give up and become victim speak, you know, victim, victim, this is what happened to me, then you're going to be able to regroup and find another way. And you always can ask for help. I really find that isolation is the number one fatal, fatal error here. Regroup, get your people, get your ideas and, and it's okay to start over. It's okay to not have gotten it right till now, but every day is a new day to, to take this idea, this purpose to a new level. Yeah. Every day you get a new opportunity. Yeah. This, this makes really good sense because one of the things that you may have, you may have been teaching other people and the audience may have heard, but that is this balance that has to happen between the two types of uh, autonomic nervous system in our, uh, in our body. One is called sympathetic nervous system. So when you are addressing a stressor, a demand, you go, 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 you are in the sympathetic uh, mode. Okay? And so it's like a seesaw. So the seesaw is kind of on the sympathetic mode, go, go, go. But it has to come down and the parasympathetic system has to come up so it becomes rest and relax. So then your body can get back to a normal balance. So next time the stressor comes, your body is able to respond through your sympathetic system. But if you are constantly in the sympathetic system, all your muscles get tight, your brain gets really wired and you are in constant fight and flight mode. And unless you kind of bring that parasympathetic system in, in balance, you cannot keep on going. And that's how people burn out. So I'm so glad that you talked about rest and restoration. That is when the, your parasympathetic system comes in play and balances your body. Great. So I'm, I'm getting so many tips today. My favorite tip from today's discussion was when I'm advocating for myself, it is not just for self, but it is the advocacy for the mission. So that was my aha moment. Let me ask our audience, what is your favorite tip from today's program? Please share in the comment below or send a message to us through email, any platform that you are accessing this program. We love to get the feedback. And if you love this program, show it by liking, subscribing, and sharing. And if you benefited from the program, guess what? Others will benefit too. We all want to make a difference. So all you have to do is click the share button and then others benefit too, then you get to bask in the benefit too. All right, Dr. Tony, we're kind of coming to the end of the program. Do you have a, a one take home message for our audience today? We need you to live the purpose you were brought here for. You might've forgotten it. You might downplay it. You may compare it to all the other people in your life and think, oh, it's not that big a deal. I would say, share it with us. Make sure you're implementing all these strategies so that we can see you shine and you can play your part. It's an ecosystem. And if you do your part, we all can win. I'm into, I was at my mastermind just yesterday with a group of other women like me. And the things we can do so quickly when we come together, please don't isolate. 
come and share your ideas in a group like this with other folks like this so that we can build the future together. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. And if people want to learn more about your work or your message, how can they reach you? My actually drtonymd.com is fine. You can go to my website. Can um, you tell it for people who are just listening? Absolutely. D-R-T-O-N-I-M-D.com. And I'm D-R-T-O-N-I-M-D on all platforms for social media. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so let me ask the audience, if you love this program, if you benefited from this program and you found the value, we have additional gift for you uh, from Dr. Tony. The gift you're going to get is from Martyr Mindset to Work-Life Mastery. So can you tell us uh, what would they get when they get this gift, Dr. Tony? They're going to get the gift of figuring out what's really going on underneath all of their indecision and all of their worries about, I don't have enough hours of the day. It's going to allow them to feel like, well, wait a minute, I can reclaim 20 hours in a week. I don't know about that lady, <laughs> but it will. And it will help you to say no with that confidence where before you were hesitant, you felt like you were letting someone down. You won't feel like that anymore. You won't feel so drained and taken advantage of and frustrated along the way. And then you'll have all the time, energy, and resources you need to build what you're supposed to. So isn't it a case study, this uh, PDF that we're giving them? Yes, it's a case study. But in the case study, there's also a link to a modern mindset protocol so that you can learn five steps, that more action steps, more learning, more resources, so that you can learn the five other things you can be doing to make sure you protect yourself and the mission. Wonderful, wonderful. And if you want to get this gift, please go to happyandhealthymind.com and click that button resource so that you can get this and all the wonderful gifts our guests shared on this program. Let me leave you with one question. You know, we were talking about every day is a new opportunity to make a change. Mm -hmm. What is one thing you are going to choose today to explore and make the difference so that you can overcome your martyr mindset, overcome the overwhelm, and live your best life. Take that action today. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. Until next time, Dr. Rosina. And thank you, Dr. Tony, for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me.